When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God gave you the Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus, the ultimate KISS podcast. This is Jay Scott from the Hook Rocks. I know I'll be listening. I hope you do too. Army and Rock Soldiers. Oh God, wrong album. Um, <laughs> that's what he calls his fans. Tom and Zeus. We're doing another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode seventy-five. Tom, we're up to oh, seventy-five. Wowzer, seventy-five! And what better way to celebrate it than with me? Fuck! Let's get fucking plastered. Um. And we're calling this one Trouble Walking. So this is our second uh, album review by a KISS member outside of KISS. The KISS Family Tree album reviews continue. That's right. We did Vinnie Vincent Invasion, All Systems Go, and now it's time for Ace. Yep. Yep. And uh, other than that, how's everything over there in New Hampshire? Beautiful. It's getting hot. It's the middle of June, so uh, no, everything's going good. The world is slowly opening back up a little bit. So, but I'll tell you right now, I was outside. I was out today running a few errands on my lunch break because I'm working from home. I'm just gonna stay home. I have no use for going back out. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the lockdown. I hope they continue it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm all set with. I'm all set with people. I'm just gonna stay in my house. Did you feel like maybe like me where I'm like, I don't fucking miss anything. <laughs> It's exactly like, I what I said to me. all these people like, hey, I, want, like, I don't even want to talk to you. I will go across the street to avoid seeing you and having to say hello. It's the same thing with me in the, in the when I go to the grocery store. I'm like, ah, oh. I, tell my, I tell my wife, I'm like, can you go? I don't want to go. I don't want to go out. I just like sitting in my house. <laughs> I went to uh, a couple errands myself, went to the supermarket. I've come to the realization. I don't think I like people very much. I told you (laughs) that's what I learned. I learned that I learned that being inside my house is probably the best place to be. (laughs) I hope nobody dies, but like, I I don't mind this, you know, staying home shit. Exactly. Crap. Right. Yep. As long as I got, as long as I got my Wi-Fi and all that kind of my phones charged, I don't, I'm good. I don't care. I don't need anything. As long as you can run your Kiss podcast. (laughs) Exactly right. That's the the essentials. (laughs) The essentials of the quarantine. Hey, hey, is my my Kiss podcast uh, being able to be uh, played? Yeah. Oh, then we're all set. Who gives Uh, a fuck? uh, 
Sir, uh, we're only allowing essential uh, people uh, out of their house. Oh, I'm essential. I have a Kiss podcast. I need to get some uh, materials for my uh, my my podcast. So yeah, that's uh, I'm essential. <laughs> yeah, we have we have some listeners in Bangladesh that need to hear us review "Trouble Walking" by Ace Frehley. Um, I need to go to my local record store and pick up a cassette of "Trouble Walking" if it's available. Um. So. Uh, last week we had a bunch of friends on, Ah, we actually do have friends. Um, (laughs) and we did the kiss BFF newlywed, uh, shocker. We lost Tom. (laughs) That's what everybody said. It's like, what the fuck? We just can't win. We just can't win. But it was what a great time that was having everybody on there. That was a ton of fun. I hope everybody enjoyed as much as we did. Cause that was a blast for sure. We had a couple polls. Yeah, we had what we did. We did one poll. Uh, well, the the poll late last week. We did the poll about Bob Kulik. Uh, we yeah. talked about that, and then the poll that we had for this week. What was week, the poll? What it, What was the end result of those songs again? Uh, that uh, for the for the Bob Kulik. Yeah, uh, it was pretty tight. I believe it was All American Man kind of took the lead over Nowhere to Run on that one. Okay. Uh, and then the other poll that we did for the episode poll was based on the final question. Uh, from the newlywed game episode where it was, what would your, what would your teammate, ra- what do you think your teammate would rather attend the Coventry concert from 1973 or the MTV unplugged concert from 1995, 62% of the voters picked MTV unplugged. Interesting. And I think a lot of, in a, a lot of common thread on, on that was um, a lot of people said, not just the reunion, but a more varied set list. Because the Coventry '73, you'd you'd hear just those tracks, probably, you know, from the first yeah. album and some Wicked Lester stuff, maybe. Yep, yep. So um, no, that was great. Do we get some feedback? Yeah, a couple comments on Facebook. Uh, Mister Daniel Peoples, he said uh, another hey. enter- another entertaining one. I've probably said it before, but this type of episode is made to be done as a live cast. That's a good point. Maybe maybe we'll yep. do a live cast game in the future. Yep. Uh, the problem is the comments would come in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, he says, I'm sure the reactions to both the questions and answers were hilarious. I know everyone is entitled to give their opinion and feel how they feel, but I can't be mad at Paul or Gene for how they did or didn't react to Bob's passing. Uh, anyone, as always, looking looking forward to the next episode. So he just kind of saying his feelings about uh, Paul and Gene with Bob, and that's 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 his opinion. That's fine. Some people grieve and mourn privately, and we did talk about that. So we'll get um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more. We'll we'll, we'll get it yeah. And then our, our buddy Jack Panacchio. <laughs> Uh, he said, once again, you guys brought some damn great entertainment in this episode. Want to give a massive thank you for answering my question and for giving me my own little theme music. <laughs> Rock on. Can't wait for the next episode. And then our buddy David Zanet. What time is it? Game time. <laughs> um, 
No, so we we had a we had a, a ton of fun. So there's some Facebook uh, commentary there from last week's episode. Yeah, Twitter, you know the usual deuce. Deuce was drunk tweeting as listening to our episode. He likes to do that. Speaking of live cast, I'd like to see Deuce do that. Yeah, <laughs> do a yeah. live cast about you. Do a live cast about you listening to us. He tweets a photo of Murph Eubanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save rock and metal. Hilarious. Love episodes where it seems friends are just getting together at a bar, busting on each other. The newlywed game is a great idea. We really like all the trivia games on all the podcasts because of the creativity it allows. Good job, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, a lot of this, we do have to tip our hat to Sonny. Um, yep. You know, this is one that we kind of all collectively worked on a little bit, though, on this one. But Sonny usually is uh, very good at this. And then Murph does a great job hosting, too, as yep. well. Yep. We had some from Smoke Show 19. Listening during my run, and I had to stop running because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Big surprise, Hollywood team one. Never let him play. He should always host. Laughing my ass off. Excellent idea for an episode. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. Steve. This one is Steve Warsap. There's a few Steves that comment to us. One of my favorite episodes ever. So many laughs. Had to listen twice. Wow. Should it be, should. Should we be worried about the minds that came up with some of the questions, though? <laughs> Snogging? I don't know what that must be a British word. Kiss it's a British members ch- yeah. and farts? What the fuck? T and Z, do you know anything about each other? <laughs> oh, um, God. And then uh, a Steve DeWood. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. Don't tell <laughs> I'm just, I'm just laughing at the DeWood. <laughs> oh, man. Keep uh, going. Still catching up. Listen to the very enjoyable Real Alive 5 episode. Oh, yeah. By the way, you guys basically forced me to. But the Japanese Psycho Circus for the excellent bonus track. Oh, well, yeah, because... Ugh, Psycho Circus. Uh, we'll it's talk funny about that we always joke about this shit, but when we do album reviews, we always gotta preface everything by saying we're not gonna do the Belgium version yeah. of Rock and Roll Over with <laughs> you know this we're album go- or this. We're gonna do yeah, we're gonna do the boring US version because all the other all the other versions are always better, especially when yeah. they're compilations and live <laughs> albums. Back. Yep. All right, and then finally, do we have any emails? Uh, yeah, we got a couple emails. We got one from Mister Teddy Barnes. Uh, he talking talking about the episode in the Bob Kulik live stream. He said uh, the Bob Kulik live stream was great. The three of you have serious chemistry and are genuinely stupid and funny. Okay. <laughs> um, he says it's su- it, he, he says it sucks to lose Bob. Uh, newlywed game was crazy good. Oh God! Then he starts getting into some. Uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, thank you, Teddy. I'm not going to read the rest of this email because no, not doing it. <laughs> Love you, buddy. God bless us all, huh? God bless you, babe. Okay, thank Wish you. you luck in the future. Say your prayer. Thank you. Okay, see you later, fruitcake. Okay, bye. Um, and then we got another email from uh, Mr. Larry Neal, and he says, new listener here. Holy shit, the BFF episode was hilarious. I'm binging the bonus episodes right now. I hope to hear more of Murph, Tony, and Sonny. Awesome. We love those guys. And then you want to read the new email that we got today from uh, our friend there, Mr. Angelo. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Angelo Capasso. Angelo, 
I'm going to forgive you because you gave us a great review last time. Uh, the title says, you guys really know each other. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing a running theme because we got a bunch of this shit. Well, I said something to Steve about that. I said, Steve, don't judge Zeus and I's friendship on based on who thinks whose ass smells worse from Kiss. <laughs> okay, that, that's really not a fair judgment. <laughs> what the shit, Tom and Zeus? Are you sure you guys have been buddies for 30 years? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Come on, Zeus. Paul Stanley as Tom's favorite vocalist? I've only been listening to you guys for six months now, and I swear I know more about Tom than you do, Zeus. It's Gene. That wasn't the question. The question to defend defend you, Zeus, the question wasn't favorite. It was best. Yes. Right. Who is the best vocalist? So I overanalyzed it, and I said, he's going to say Paul is his best. It's the best vocalist, but his favorite would be favorite member. I still never, I don't think I've ever heard you say to me, Oh, I love Gene's voice the best. You just like I always I've always heard you say Gene, Gene's my guy. I'm right, Gene. right. Yeah. Never said yeah, Gene's maybe. voice. I don't okay. know. Whatever. He he goes on and says, I was running with my headset, screaming my head off. These poor people looking at me as I ran must have thought I was stroking out or something. <laughs> Better not be stroking anything in public, buddy. Oh, God. Uh, Have to admit, it was entertaining, as all casts. And at least you both still have the honors of last place. Ugh. Come on, guys. I'm pulling for you to come through in the game three of something. How about who pissed in a cup more often? Zeus or Tom? My vote is Zeus by a mile. Later, guys. Interest. Not only in, in the cup. But in barrels, on poor Rye Guy's leg. <laughs> ah. mm. um, you name it. Pissing oh. was my game in college. Oh, God. Nah, right. Jesus. <laughs> oh, piss boy. Piss boy. Oh, we miss you. We- you look like the piss boy. Your majesty, you look like the piss boy. And you look like a bucket of shit. Um, <laughs> God. Anyway, thanks for the feedback. Yeah, um, absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Yes. So um, before we move on, we're, uh, we uh, we got to talk about what's going on Kiss World before we get to the episode. Yep. So, uh, Tom, so we well, get- what's going on? So last week we lost another member um, of the extended Kiss family, Mr. J.R. Smalling, who was Kiss's um, original road manager, you know, road crew. Um, but more famous, uh, J.R. Smalling is known as the man on Kiss Alive who shouts the legendary, um, you wanted the best, you got the best. So rest in peace to J.R. Smalling. Um, we saw a ton of posts on Facebook and Twitter. A lot of people had met him, said he was the sweetest, nicest man. Um, so again, rest in peace. And like we talked Peter last week. Peter gave a nice, uh, Peter yeah. gave a nice one. Yep. I'm not sure if I saw anybody else's from the band. 
I I don't recall that. No, I Lydia don't. Chris did as well. That's a, that's actually how I learned about it was because yep. I follow Lydia on Facebook and I saw her and she was devastated by his death. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another another loss for the for the extended Kiss Army family. So yeah, it's too bad. Maybe yep. Rest in peace. Yep. But and then you, if you combine that, steal nothing from the band about these deaths. Nothing. Nope. What about taping? Nothing. Yeah, huh? I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, I hear you, fruitcake. You got to help me out, though, if you could. I would. And we're going to get a little bit more into that as we wrap up news, but still nothing, for, nothing personal from uh, any from Gene or Paul specifically about J.R. Smalling, which I don't understand what's happening there, but um, we'll get into a little bit more of that. But you had some news about uh, some other big stuff going yeah, on so with Yeah, so the Kiss, Kiss Crews. Yep. They uh, put out some more announcements. Thankfully, all the bands and artists that were scheduled to be on the cruise for this year are going to be on for the following. So Rat, Queensryche, Fozzie, especially Fozzie, Jericho, uh, Bruce, all of them are all coming back. So that's great news. Um, they're doing packages where they're, uh, uh, I think the alcohol package, the premium one, if you transfer your tickets to next year, you get the alcohol uh, package too. So they're giving you some perks. I got a call yesterday. Of course, my email went into spam. So I called them this morning. It went out yesterday, the email. And today is Wednesday. So it came out on Tuesday the 9th. I called them today, Wednesday the 9th. Anytime you call the Kiss Cruise people, I will tell you, their customer service is fucking top notch. Super nice. Answer the phone. Very friendly. Um, and so I basically pushed the uh, tickets to next year. I have our tickets. I'm going with Danny. And in addition to that, as we are recording today, the uh, Danish hairy gorilla woman, um, <laughs> as as our friends call her. No, she's actually a very nice lady. Um, just message me uh, just as we are speaking. Breaking news. Yeah, that she's all set. Don't forget, we get alcohol, she writes. Oh, oh <laughs> good Lord. Good. Oh. And. And so the big thing about this is, though, about the Kiss Cruise as well, they're doing the indoor shows again. They're going to do the Sail Away acoustic set, and they're doing two shows inside, I believe. Yep. And they're going to alternate. So you only get to go to one of them. But, you know, what would happen is some people, you know, they don't care. They, They get tickets. They go to both shows. So you have an opportunity to see them. They're usually the same from what I understand. But I think that's huge. No outdoor show where people are getting thrown over the balcony and getting into fist fights because nobody can see. Now you've got guaranteed great seating to an indoor intimate kiss show. Mm-hmm. How yep. awesome is that? Yep. It seems like they've stepped up. The alcohol stuff is stepped up. Uh, I'm pumped. I removed my seats till next year. Danny did it too as well. Sonny's brother. I believe her name is Marley, the, uh, I don't know, the the friggin' Belgian giant woman, whatever. Oh, God. She's doing it, and we still have one more, except for, oh, no, what's the name? Might be join us, but I'll save that for later. Okay. So, um, yeah, Kiss Cruise, all pumped up, ready to roll. But it's the Psycho Circus Kiss Cruise. That's the part I forgot to say. Thank you, Tom. 
I fucking hate that song. That uh, means that song's going to be played throughout. I fucking hate that song. Does that mean you're going to see, like, fucking clowns and, like, jugglers fucking walking around the fucking cruise? <laughs> I mean, really. I- Sparky. Sparky the Clown. How you doing, Fruitcake? Not too bad. Come on. If you can just see, there's going to be like a strongman competition with fucking Paul. Oh, I, I can't lift the hammer up. It's too heavy. Oh, oh, hold on. The bearded woman. The bearded woman's going to be a roommate from yeah. Germany. Fucking banging her. <laughs> um, so the. Um, yeah. <laughs> we the yeah the cycle so right maybe if you came tom you'd get to hear that classic of yours <laughs> i pledge allegiance <laughs> to the state of rock and roll i would pay to hear that on the kiss cruise so i would love it if we did it and i was taping it live and you'd be like watching my facebook live of them playing it then yeah. you know something like what's going on the f- you that's that's my phone getting thrown into the ocean no, 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 no. That's Zeus. That's Zeus and his phone jumping overboard to avoid the rest of the sh- yeah with it. Oh man! Oh, so that's good. So that's exciting. That's ex- that's exciting for all the Kiss Cruise people. So yep, yep. And, uh, and as more news comes out, we will tell you about it. And then obviously, Kiss. Uh, you know, the Cruise Fest will start ramping up for the following year too. You think about it; it's a year and a half. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's a long still, time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. So. And then we got a little bit of news from our buddy Ace. Uh, you know, speaking of Ace, uh, he posted a picture on social media with his uh, his lovely uh, girlfriend. He said, "Just wanted to say hi." To- She's very cute. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, just want to say hi to all my fans since it's been a while. Hope you're all healthy, happy, and safe. I've been working on a new studio record for next year since all of my concerts have been postponed. Here's a pic of Lara and I at a friend's house yesterday, enjoying the beautiful Jersey weather. See you soon. She looks lovely. Ace looks like. I am not what you would call a handsome man. He just—he's just a muppet. He's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's a muppet. I mean, he looks I, like we, the band members from the Muppets combined. Yeah, like Doctor Teeth and the Electric fucking it, Band, whatever the hell they are. What happened to his nose? I it's know, so puffy. He looks like he's got it's those like broken out and like fucking. He looks like he's got one of those like old like Irish politician nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a like a. T- you know what I mean? Like a, you know what I'm talking about, especially being he from Massachusetts. Like, he looks like Tip O'Neill. That's bro. what I was just gonna say. He's got like the big, the big drunken Tip O'Neill nose. Got all the poke marks. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> what did Roger Clemens said that about fucking Will McDonough? Oh, poor Will McDonough. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He, he didn't give him shit. Someone, looks like someone put out a forest fire in his face with an ice pick. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man, that's awful. Oh, All right, so one Watch more bit media. of one more bit of news that broke last night. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to kind of no, present? That's all you. You take this. Okay. So last night, uh, today we're recording on Wednesday the tenth. So there was a lot of Twitter drama last night with Mr. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley do, decided to uh, we we don't we don't really get into politics on this show, but this 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 veers off into politics, and we're going to talk about it. So Trump posted something uh, the other yesterday um, about an, about an issue. A lot of a lot of conspiracy people, you know, just posting stupid shit, whether or not you're a fan of him or not. So Paul Stanley then retweets the president and. Just just opens fire on Trump, um, says that his, you know, it's despicable. We're better than this. All that. OK, apparently Paul got bludgeoned by people on Twitter because he deleted that tweet 
and then reposted another tweet that said, I have taken down my most recent tweet purely because I see it can never be the source of true conversation or exchange of views. Rather than incite a situation where there can be no real back and forth, I hope everyone finds clarity for their views, lives morally, and votes. Then after that, somebody commented on that tweet and said, this is to Paul, the self-appointed full-time motivational speaker role you've taken upon yourself is getting real pretentious. Keep it real. You know, the reason why we all used to love and relate to you. Well, Paul wasn't having any of that because he responded with, going to keep it real so you can relate to me. Ready? Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) So you start here because I have a lot of thoughts on this. I don't want to spend too much time because we do have an album review, but go ahead. So this, do you realize when me and you were talking about doing the Kiss podcast, we could have done a like, and we were laughing about it, like a Hannity and Combs type. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that because fucking Combs was like borderline, like slow. So I'm like, I don't want to be the Combs. Poor Alan You don't want to be fucking Sean Hannity with the potted hair in the middle. And I, and, I, and, I, and I don't want to be Sean Hannity. I don't want to be the 2020 version of Sean Hannity. Either, yeah. No. So we can do this because we are very opposite end of the spectrum. We don't really argue about politics, but we know where we both stand. I looked at that that tweet and I was like, fucking right on. Good for yep. you, Paul. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I can only imagine what you thought. But I, I, I've had this conversation with you before. We've talked about it a little bit on the episode. I don't see why he has to give up his right to speak. Why the fuck don't I? have a right to talk on Twitter about what I think is correct in politics yet because he's a musician, he doesn't, he's not telling you if you follow my music, you have to agree with me. He's just giving you his opinion and he's got a platform. Use it. Um, you could be the opposite. You could be fucking chachi and try to fucking use your fucking opinion and maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Maybe people will be like, oh, fuck, you're a Republican. I didn't know that. I like you more now because fucking there aren't many celebrity Republicans. Who knows? But there are obviously way more celebrity Democrats and celebrities are what populate social media. So he gives his opinion out there. And then I think I don't know if it was him, because I will admit, Tom, I when I read the comments, I didn't see him getting much shit about it. But it could have been Gene that maybe put his foot down that, or somebody else or a publicist called him up and said, hey, it, you're pushing it a little too much. You don't want to alienate any fans. You might want to take it down. And that's why he took it down. And then somebody fucking gave him shit. So he was like, you know what? Fuck you. And he usually does not comment on the the what do you call it. But he he was reading his answers. Mm-hmm. He was reading him because he picked that that guy out mm-hmm. and he wanted to set the record state that he's not going to take shit about anybody telling him, you know, that his opinion's wrong. So mm-hmm. that's all I have to say. Well, so far. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, OK, so a, a couple issues here with Paul. First of all, I, I could care less about his original tweet, retweeting Trump and bashing Trump for what he said. God bless you. That's fine. Everybody's got a platform. I, I have no problem with his original tweet. I I. I, I I have no problem with that at all. Whether I agree or disagree, go for it. The problem I have with Paul, and it's very, it's disappointing because 
what this highlights to me is once again, we keep using the word tone deaf and kind of like living in a bubble. Has Paul ever fucking been on Twitter before? Do you know that the minute you tweet anything political, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, supportive or critical of the president, that you are going to get it. And, yep. and that's just that's just the, me and you are on Twitter all the time. We see it. it it's, it's, it's a shit show. It's a firestorm of opinions. Mm-hmm. So he posts that. Then then I was disappointed. Why did you deleted it, dude? Fucking stand up for what you even you you posted something with which meant you were passionate about what you posted. Why would you delete it and then explain why you're why you're deleting it? Don't do that. That's cowardly. That's bullshit. Don't post it if you're going to just delete it when people come at you. Defend yourself. And then when somebody went after him, he tells him to fuck off. That's I mean, yeah, we, we laugh, but that's not Paul. Like, that's not the, you know, Dude, that self- guy was a complete dick to him. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not. Right, first of all, I'm not saying that's like pretentious and you're and you're what do you call it? You're speaking to or something. Here's what I took from that. I that, took it. He's like, you're fucking talking down to me. I'm Paul Stanley. Fuck off. That's you what, know I, what I took that as that guy struck a nerve. He called him a motivational speaker. And I think Paul, I think, I think it's an, I think it's another example of nobody talking to, I'm not saying that the guy wasn't a dick. Don't get me wrong. But Paul presents himself as this motivational speaker guy. His whole fucking book, his last book was a self-help book. Yeah. It's, I think the whole thing was disappointing. And again, it has nothing to do with his politics or what he said about Trump. I don't have any, go say what you want, but fucking at least have the balls to stand up and defend your, your thing instead of keep retweeting these things. I just felt like he's, he's probably like, Oh my goodness, people are angry with me because of a political tweet. Like, dude, have you ever fucking been on Twitter before? And then while you're at it, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think you might be right in the sense that I'm sure there were other comments that were like, shut up and sing. Oh, who fucking wants to yep. hear this? This yep. and that. But the one that said to him, you're pretentious and your motivational speaking tour, yep. that fucking pissed him off. <laughs> it did. Right? It did. You yellow It did. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah. But uh, before we wrap it up, so since we're talking about Paul Stanley's Twitter, we talked about the passing of J.R. Smalling. Nothing. And this is what I talked about last week with Bob Kulik. Paul has no problem getting out there and, and saying, you know, this, that, or the other thing, you know, talking about, you know, your opinion and your fit. And again, I'm going to say it again for the 10th time. And forgive me for being Pete the repeat here. I understand people grieve in their own way. Maybe you said it last week, Zeus. Maybe the Bob Kulik thing and the J.R. Smalling thing. Maybe they maybe they affect Paul differently, and he's handling that privately. Maybe that's the case. But I wish I saw something, something. And he doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't owe us anything. We know that we know personally that Bob was shooting on shitting on him. So Jr. was shitting on Paul and Gene too, and taking some shots. It's true. For instance, I've showed you recently. I mean, this is just stuff that you see on the internet. Yep. There's a photo of him with some guy that looks like Ron Jeremy's twin. Seriously. And the guy's wearing a shirt that says fuck Gene and Paul with their logos with a, like a a cross out sign on their logos, but aces and Peters and JR has got a arm around him and he's pointing to the guy right where the guy says fuck Gene and Paul. So Paul ain't going to let that shit go because then I believe in his mind. Well, if I let this shit go and I let Bob shit go, then everyone thinks that, oh, it's no big deal to shit on Paul. Uh, he'll forgive me. I can say what I want. But then so, you start. But then you get back to the original hypocritical bullshit that we talked about. Is it forgive and live your life? And you're going to let you're going to let 30, 40 years of memories with these guys that were part of your band you, because because some guy wore a fucking fuck Gene and Paul shirt. J.R. Smalley took a picture of them. That erases everything else. And that's just one of the things I'm sure. No, no, no. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, but they're not family. He made up with his father that he really shit on his family. In I his know. Book. No, he made I, up with him, but that's family. So I hear you. No, I, I hear you. I don't know. I'm sure there'll more come out of it and whatever. But in the meantime, like nobody said anything. Like it's just. I agree. I, I agree. I don't know. I think sometimes they're so isolated from the real fans, not the celebrity kiss fans. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? The yep. ones that are like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking I was just talking to fucking Eric. <laughs> and I, yeah, I went I went to the concert tour and they uh they, you know they, they invited me to fucking speak to them about this new project. And yeah. fucking tons of people like that. Well yeah. those people aren't gonna tell them to their face what they're doing wrong. No. No, so and then we're not, not like we're gonna either. If I got the chance to meet Gene and Paul, you think I'm gonna sit there and say, "Hey, Paul, you know I have a real problem with you in the way that uh, you know, you didn't say anything about Bob Kulik." I'm gonna sit there and go, "Holy fuck!" It's Paul Stanley. <laughs> Thank you. No, I agree. I hear you. I hear you. Yep. I hear you. So I hear you, fruitcake. Anyway, that was our news. A lot of news. Before we get into the episode, we usually like to, you know, get ourselves maybe a little bit hot 
getting bothered. Now, now I realize that 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 every now and again, some of you women folk, you get hot, you get bothered, and every now and again, you get hot and bothered. <laughs> well, what I want you to do when you get that hot and you need a little relief, I want you to, I want you to call me. Don't ask no questions. It, 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 we are getting a little hot and bothered. It's the summertime, so you're getting a little hot. and ooh, So you're getting yourself all spicy. <laughs> so you got to go to adamandeve.com for that because free stuff is awesome. But free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, plus those six free spicy movies we all love, and free shipping. That is promo code LOUDCAST, adamandeve.com. Check it out. Oh, oh, goddamn. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. So we, as we discussed before, we have done one previous Kiss member, uh, outside member of Kiss uh, album. We did uh, the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, All Systems Go. So this time we're going to go to our friend Ace Fraley, and we're going to do uh, Trouble Walking. So. Usually the first thing we do before we get into the facts, we talk about this album, our history with it, where we came with it, how we got into it, anything like that. Do you want to start or you want me to start? You can go. Go ahead. You, you kick it off. This so time. by this time, we're in 89. Uh, Hair Metal's in its prime. Uh, I am already a big Kiss member at that time. Kiss Army member. I'm back into Kiss. I got back into Fraley's comment when they came out with their first one. I got second sighting and I bought Trouble Walking. Did I play it much? Not really. Um, It wasn't, uh, in my mind, the same um, kind of hair metal sound that was on the first kind of two albums. And 89 was trying to change. Music is starting to change, but it's still hair metal I would say in its prime. And uh, I had this, didn't think much of it. Um, didn't like that he all of a sudden became Ace Fraley, not Fraley's Comet. And, um, you know, I, I, I listened to it. And then honestly, I forgot about it. When in general, we, you know, we got back into Kiss in college and afterwards. Um, you know, I circle back to this every once in a while. I would listen to it. And then through the podcast, the last couple of years and stuff, obviously I listened to more music, kiss music than ever. So I got into it. I bought some of the albums that Ace had done that I didn't buy recently, that I didn't have his more recent one. So I bought that. And then every once in a while I would play an Ace, Ace uh, album, solo albums on shuffle. Trouble Walking was in there. You can tell the difference when this one plays a song from Trouble Walking versus the other ones, in my opinion. So, do I have a strong, you know, affection for this? Not really. I'm not very nostalgic about it. I did buy it when it came out, 
So, you know, that that's it. And then I recently bought the remastered and reloaded uh, CD. Yes, I have the CD. Yep. Uh, and that's what I have in my hand. And that's what I uh, listen to for this episode. So what about you? Well, this is going to be interesting. I have no history with this album because I've never owned it. And I have barely even listened to it. Okay. okay. In 1989, Kiss was kind of in the back of my mind. I wasn't really into them. Like you said, it was hair metal. And this may come as a surprise. 1989, that's when I was really into a lot of rap. Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah, 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 Beast- yeah, I remember. Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, stuff like that. And I was listening to, you know, Motley Crue, Tesla, some Metallica, stuff like that. So I wasn't really, pa- I knew Ace, obviously wasn't, I knew Ace wasn't in Kiss anymore. I knew that. And I knew he was putting out yeah. these records. But I was like, ah, Ace, yeah, whatever. He's not in Kiss anymore. I'm okay. It's no big deal. Recently, like Zeus said, I've, I've put together some of the Ace stuff on my Apple Music, you know, all his, his discography and listened to a lot of it. A lot of it is very inconsistent, very up and down. We'll talk about what I think about Trouble Walking. And, you know, coincidentally, a little bit of news regarding Trouble Walking. For any of you vinyl geeks out there, no! Record Store Day was postponed because of the virus. They are releasing for Record Store Day on April, uh, excuse me, August 29th. Only 4,000 copies are available of a uh, colored vinyl pressing of Trouble Walking. Um, and that's going to be a Record Store uh, special. It's going to be yellow and orange colored swirl. And it's going to be the first vinyl pressing since it was released in 1989. So if you're a fan of this album, if you're a vinyl geek, definitely one to uh, to keep an eye out for when uh, sure. Record Store Day comes around. So, yeah. Good. All right. All right, Booger. So let's uh, let's talk about this. Okay. Usually, what we do is we look at the album cover. Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's Ace. He's got his fingers on. I don't know what the fuck that is. I know. Phone. I'm trying to figure out what I I, <laughs> I I can't. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> um, I'm looking at him. Still can't figure it out. And then he's got some like blurry photos of him doing some Ace moves. Yep. And the last one underneath is normal. Ace has got the Ace ring on his finger. Ace Fraley. So you notice it's Ace Fraley right off the top. So you're like, wait a minute. What happened to Fraley's comment? Where's yeah, the ex- band? Exactly. Yep. Yep. So I have the reloaded, remastered version. Okay. So with that is a is like a fucking, like, uh, like an essay from Hit Parader or... Or Circus Magazine. Yeah, I've seen, I see. I see that. Right, I see that right here. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a story about the album on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah. By Dave Reynolds and is done July 2013. I, I don't. Did Ace even look at this, or anybody that works for Ace look at this? It is not the most flattering fucking comments about here. I know. Go ahead. It goes into like the history of how they came to this album. It basically shits on second sighting. Yep. It then shits on Emily, uh, and Emily right afterwards, yep. right? And and it's like, yeah, well, he was trying to do this. Well, you know, uh, the other previous band wasn't. Uh, it, it had Todd Howard, and that was a real kind of a melodic sound. It wasn't Ace's kind of like. I forget the words that the, he used to describe Ace's sound compared to Todd's. I think they were trying to like make it a compliment it didn't sound like a compliment right right and then ace is like yeah yeah 
my fans, they were buying, they wanted to hear me. And I was only doing like half of the songs. He is and right. I, he, I mean, he, he is right about that. But you're in a band. You're calling it Fraley's Comet. A lot of, you know, you were in a band. Right. You you were never a big solo artist. You came back and you joined the kind of a band with you as the big guy mm-hmm. in the front. So yep. it's not like, you know, it's a guy that's always been on his own. So right. it's not David Bowie. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, who's this guy singing half the songs on David Bowie's album? Right. No, so, I know. But, 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 but it also could have been like, hey. People love the 78 solo album, so maybe people heard Second Sighting and they're like, wait a minute, how come half this album doesn't have Ace singing? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and he's like, you know, the promoters and everybody were only promoting Ace Fraley. They weren't promoting Fraley's comment. Right. It's just a lot of honest shit off the record. It's I can't believe it's in this. And they're talking about it. And then, you know, Todd seems a little bit, I would say, defensive about his music and stuff no no i didn't get fired no no i left i told him that uh you know since your record label doesn't want me to do as many songs uh the way to make money is through publishing and if i'm not gonna do half the songs i need to go on my own and then and ace wished me well and like it's like fucking like dirty laundry in the middle of my cd i bought like what am i reading here it's, it's uh, well yeah but that but that's what awkward. but that, but that's what you're going to get. I, see, I don't mind that. I like that kind of stuff, getting like the dirt on an album that's so, you know, I, I enjoy. I mean, I don't own the CD, so I don't have that booklet, but I, I enjoy that kind of inside dirt. Yeah, but it's just, you know, and then they talk about Richie joining, Richie Scarlett joining this band, and then yep. who came in to sing, and then they talk about throw some Kiss stuff in here, too, about Gene, and we'll get into it more about Yep. Gene and Paul and about hide your heart and whether he can release it. And it says here in the liner notes here talks about that. They, they told him uh, that he said that Eric Carr was supposed to perform on this, but Gene and Paul said, no, no, I believe that. Absolutely. I believe oh, that. Like what's no doubt doing in the middle of that album. Like, well, remember it's Ace's album. Ace is not part of kiss. So it, he's probably like, Hey, yeah. Fuck Gene and Paul. Let's you put think some. He fucking knows that that's going in there. He might. He might. He might. He might. Uh, probably not. But you never know. It could have been Ace's passive aggressive way to air some dirty laundry, like you said about Paul and Gene, and be like, "Hey, yeah, I wanted my friend Eric Carr on here, but these guys said no." Ace and I believe that. Without with Ace being eventually dropped by Megaforce. Oh no, <laughs> Megaforce. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't that the record label that? Stuart signed him to and I said this before people don't may not know this but just a quick thing on Ace and I our history the first time Ace became a solo artist I got him his record deal. I signed him to his record deal Megaforce Records 87 right oh <gasps> oh no but I'm saying it says here that they dropped him yeah like what the fuck it's just like you know that Anomaly came out in 2009 and they basically shit on that album too. That's not and, a good album. That's why. <laughs> that's that's why. You know, and they'd be like, "Well, nothing came back." You know, this was probably more of Ace's sound. Yeah. Holy fuck balls! <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Who who put that in the line of notes? That's bullshit. Yeah. This is just. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't really that musically exciting a package. 
Oof, that's not what you want. You don't want to hear that. Oh. And then in the album, it has a bunch of like black and white photos, like Ace with you know the members of the band at the time, yep. Richie Scarlett, uh, Anton Fig, um, uh, John Regan, and and then a very very blonde Peter Chris. Oh yeah, yeah, because Peter's on this album. That's right. Yep. yep. Doing so, they have him in there. There's a picture of Eddie Kramer there. You got pictures uh, pictures of the guys from Skid Row because they were on this album too. Uh, I didn't see them in this. No, yeah, because you got no, not on the out. Al- yeah, not not in this part. Okay, because you got you got all the guys from Skid Row on yeah. this album too. So, and you look in the back. I'm always looking and reading and stuff. Yeah, the one thing I did pick up on here it says project coordination slash A and R. Ed Trunk. Oh boy, oh boy. And this comes from the fact that I am so close with Ace. He goes by the name of Ed back then. <laughs> Better Ed. known as Stuart from Beavis and Butthead. Oh God. Yeah. But in the bottom, the other thing I wanted to bring up is Dear Peter, thanks a million for everything. You're still the greatest. Love Ace Fraley. That's awesome. You are the greatest, but yeah, I'm, you're not going to play drums on my record. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you could do some background vocals. Well, I know you don't want to hear this, but Anton Fig, come on. Anton Fig's a fucking monster on this album. Good God. I he's don't a- give a fuck if it's Anton Fig or whoever. You don't think it would sell or do a little better if he says, yeah, Peter Chris played on this with me on one of the two yeah. tracks or something. No, I agree. In general. Yep. Yep. Yeah, of course it would. Or I'm surprised. a duet or something together. It would have been you, huge. You bring up a good point, and I'm surprised this never happened, and I'm wondering if it was even entertained. If Peter and Ace did like an album together and marketed it, because I know they toured together. Maybe they did like the Bad Boys tour or whatever it was called. Like if they did a, if they did an album together, I wonder how that would have been re- received. But uh, at yeah, least they, I know I mean, they did the Bad Boys tour. Whatever. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, but Peter I being mean, Peter Peter being on the album is still cool though. Yeah. So the album, this uh, Trouble Walking, it you know you can technically say his first solo album. Yeah, and here's what I mean: Ace technically was in Kiss. It was a Kiss album. Ace yep. Frehley was, I would say, was the album name. Yep. Okay. Okay. Then Fraley's Comet's the band. Fraley Comet, second sighting. Ace Fraley. Technically, yep. you could say it's his first solo album or his fourth. I don't know how you want to call no, it. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like his first, like, true, I'm on my own. It's Ace Frehley's album. Yeah. Yeah. Released October 13th, 1989. It reached 102 on the billboards. It's the highest it went. It was uh, produced by Eddie Kramer, Ace, and John Regan. Uh, he didn't do another solo, Tom, for another 10 years. In between, he you know rejoined Kiss, of course. Yep. We all know that. Uh, recorded at Dreamland Re- uh, Recording Studios in North Lake Sound Studio in New York. Released by Megaforce. I can't say that without laughing. Uh, it was a distributor of Atlantic. Uh, and get, and get, guess what album came out four days later? Yeah, I know. Uh, Hot in the Shade. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Ace singing, 
playing guitar, of course. Richie Scarlett now replaces Todd Howard, right? Yep. Yep. John Regan is still there, and Anton Fig comes back after debuting on Fraley's Comment on the drums. Yep. Again, uh, the album is uh, now Ace Fraley. It's not Fraley's Comment. And Ace is now a solo artist and taking this is him. And he's got a backing band, not he's not part of a band. So that's kind of interesting in in that sense. You know, and then you also have one other person that he thanked that I wanted to mention. Um, he does thank the guys from Skid Row for making the youth gone wild. Carol Kay for truly public relations. Oh, remember that? I do. That's the yeah. Carol K. Yeah. The Paul Stanley. Yep. Said a looker yep. from the public uh, relations department. That's of right. A coin, right? Yep. A bill of coins. Right? I remember that back yeah. then. Yes. Yep. Sir. So I thought that was interesting too. Yep. Um, anything you want to talk about as far as the album itself? Yeah. I mean, just, just briefly, just talking about like, like generally like the production. So you got Eddie Kramer. And yeah. every, pretty much everything Eddie Kramer touches that's Kiss related to me is 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 great. Anton Fig on this. So when I listen to this album, it's like, okay, this is what this is. This is Kissel. It's kind. Of, it kind of reminds me. The drum sound reminds me of Creatures of the Night, but not as obnoxious. Kind of tones it down a little bit to the point where I love it. Whereas Creatures of the Night, people love it, but I'm like, ah, it's a little too bombastic and a little bit too over the top, but the production on this and Anton fig are great. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think ACE sounds really good on this album on most of it, on most of it. I think he sounds really, really fucking good on this album. I guess we'll save it. How I feel about the album in general and the songs as we go through the track by track, but um, this will be a good one to talk about. Yes. Again, this is 1989. So I would say he should be kind of in his prime right right now because we know mm-hmm. what Paul was doing in 1989, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I think we should go right into the tracks. Ready? Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So the first song off this is Shot Full of Rock. Let's go. fucking killer opener i i think it's i think the riff is killer i think ace sounds great the band 
it's just, I mean, it, it, you might want to, you might also say it's a kind of of the time. Cause 1989 was, it was kind of like, it was hair metal, but there was also a lot of hard rock going on at this time too. And I think, I think Ace does a really good job on this album of kind of balancing it between being too hair metalish with some of that raw hard rock Ace that you expect from him. And I think this song just fucking kills. I think it's great. Written by Ace and Richie Scarlett. I think Richie comes in back into the band and gives it a lot more of a hard rock instead mm-hmm. of the melodic rock. And I know Todd gets a lot of shit for that. And he's like, oh, you're making him Ace be a Bon Jovi type, a melodic singer, melodic, the rhythm guitarist and things like that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I like how it builds. Settle down, Ace. Ain't got time for posers. Okay. Oh, wait. There's plenty more. That, <laughs> there, there's a lot of settling down on this album. Believe me. Um, the solo is fantastic. Absolutely. It almost sounds like there are two solos going at it. Yep. Two guitars going at it. Yep. And Richie's a pretty good guitar player. Uh, nice outro with the guitar as well. Yes. And this will start a theme. Not that you would listen to anything done on this album or anything ever done by Ace and say, wow, vocals are great. But I'm grading on a curve here. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Absolutely. He sounds really good. He sounds like, really surprised. good. I'm waiting for like the hiccup. I'm None waiting of it. for the uh, like the voice to crack or him to be like Vince Neil, like lose his breath. Yep. <laughs> but he, he does a good job. You don't yeah. sit there, you don't. Obviously, you don't like, oh, wow, that's great vocals. But you don't sit there and go, oh, that's fucking terrible. No. And I think a song like this, I think his vocals do just enough of a good, his, they do a good enough job where it allows you to kind of enjoy the, the music that is just kicking ass on this song. Yeah. You're right. I think Ace's voice is, is very, very good on this song. And I think pretty much the whole album, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I think it's a theme that you're, every song, you're like, you're waiting for him. Like, wait yep. a minute. Yeah, but you're surprised. Like, damn, this isn't bad because yep. you know, you know, we've heard some shit. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Yep. So, all right, let's move this on. Okay, yep, number let's go. two. Do ya? The original version by ELO is fucking horrific. The e- <laughs> first of all, first of all, ELO is fucking horrific. Get the fuck out of here. Excuse me if I offend any ELO fan. fan. 
Yeah, horrible. Horrible. You don't like the rid- band full of Bob Rosses? Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Jeff Lynn doing his best Bob Ross. It, this, the, the original song is, is, is I, I just don't like it at all. So starting with that, I think Ace does a really good job with this to give the song some balls because ELO is one of the most ballless bands out there, in my opinion, I think. <laughs> so it, it's not a great song, but I think when you take it, I, I, this also starts the trend of, of Ace doing like really weird like covers. Like it doesn't start. I guess it continues. He did New York Groove. He does Do Ya. Then one of his resounds. He did Fox on the Run. He does these weird covers, but it's okay. The video. <laughs> the f- <laughs> go ahead. I'll let you talk about the song of the video. <laughs> uh, uh, Do Ya, written by Jeff Lynne. Yeah. Jeff Lynne was in the move, and then ELO made the song more famous. And yeah, it starts another tradition of Ace in the covers. It was their only single. It didn't chart, of course. Uh, good, straightforward rock song, I put. This was John Regan suggested to do this song, by the way. Why? Good vocals. There's no solo. It's just kind of like a bridge. Yeah. The video. <laughs> it's it's just... a performance video. Ace yep. is like in a desert. There's like some hot woman that just, you know, did, doesn't interact or perform or do anything. She, they just do like close-ups of her in different outfits Nothing too overtly sexual It's not like his insane video um, <laughs> It's just Whatever And then at the one point of the video I, This is just so This is just something stupid I want to say Maybe they're stupid Yeah <laughs> this, is a, this is a something in, Inside joke that me and you have He When he does There's a part in the end, Towards the end of the song in the video He goes Come on and tell me. And he does the thumb thing. Oh, <laughs> he does the thumb thing from New York Groove. New York Groove. Where, yep. Where he sings New York Groove. And he, many years I were here. He always he, puts his hand up. Yep. I, I don't know how to describe it. And has his thumb out and he points to himself as though like you wouldn't understand what he's talking about. So it's yep. many years since he's been there. So he has to have his thumb pointing to himself. Many years since I were here. Same thing. Come on, tell me over here, me. And, and and I and I love the lyrics too. I know it's a cover, but is there anything funnier than Ace saying, "Do you do you want my face?" <laughs> no, nobody wants your fucking face. And 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 coming back again, going back to what we said earlier in the show about Ace's nose. If you don't think we're right. Go look at this video. Something happened to his fucking nose, dude. Because because his nose looks on the album cover and in the video, he looks like a normal well, for Ace, relatively normal. Yeah, he, he just he he still even back then he just looks like discombobulated, like fucking. But it always it always worked when he was Ace, like in the makeup, like especially like on the Love Gun tour, like. It, it, he looked cool when he was like stumbling around and like kind of fucking dink toed and just fucked up looking without the makeup. And in this band, it's like, it just, I don't know. It doesn't look the same. So here's the thing I have like people like Ace and this is 89. Yeah. They just don't know where to fit in. Yeah, exactly. He is not a good looking man. <laughs> he ugly. I ain't like the boy ugly. He does not fit in on the hair metal like with. No, Rat, oh God, no, no. Poison, Bon Jovi. Like, he, he just can't. 
and he's not in makeup like the Kiss stuff. Yep. So he re- it reminds me of like videos of bands that were big in like early eighties, and then hair metal came up, and then they tried to like look like they're rockers, and it just looks so stupid. We talked and about they, it a little bit on the bonus episode like with Starship. When they try to get like eighties, oh, no. <laughs> they try to get like hair metalish, like look in like or lover boy by this point, like stick to being a rock and roll band. Like you can't just don't go into it. It just looks silly, silly, silly. We so talked a little bit about that during the the Def Leppard the bonus episode when we talked about the photograph video. What's his name? The other I can't even his his name is no 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 the other guitar player who was kind of sitting in the corner yeah. there. Thank you. Yes, Steve Clark. Yeah. And we were talking about how like the, the making that jump to like the video thing sometimes doesn't doesn't work for everybody. And Ace Ace is a showman, obviously. He was in Kiss for all those years, but he does all right. He just doesn't look good. He looks like an idiot. <laughs> well, okay. You can, put it, you can put it that way. There you go. Like he doesn't like whoever dressed him. He's got like those boots on over his pants. It like it just he looks like, like a member of Keel. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to offend that. You're going to offend a lot of people out there who love Keel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't go to the Martin Ron. Ron. I didn't have breakfast with Ron Keel. The, the country art metalhead that became a country artist and became metalhead again. Oh, anyway, it just he just looks like he doesn't fit in that era. Right. And so he's doing rock and roll. He's not doing heavy metal. He's not right. doing thrash. He can't fit in with Iron Maiden. Like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, and Priest a little bit there with Turbo. But like they stuck to their look. Okay. But like Ace is kind of in the middle there. He doesn't know. He can't. He's trying to do a little hair metal, but he's trying to be like natural Judas Priest look or Iron Maiden. It just looks weird. I think you're right. Anyway. I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to toe the line between hair metal and, you know, like a like you said, like a hard rock band. You know, like but and I mean, it's yeah. okay. It, it's okay. Yeah. And and anyway, I think the song is pretty good. I think yeah. he does a very good job on it. If like, you know, hearing this, not knowing anything else, I'd be like, oh, this is a good catchy song. If I didn't it know is. it was a remake, yeah, and you know that this was the single, I'd be like, oh yeah, this song's pretty cool. But I would figure out that this sounds like too well written. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is not it. And I know you said you're not a fan of ELO. Not at ELO. All. Like he is just the like what he he totally Jeff Lynne writes as though what would happen if the Beatles continued? Everything oh. is trying to be like Beatles like, and that Mister Fucking Blue Ball guy. Terrible! It's the worst Beatles ripoff since Mister Make Believe by Gene Simmons. It's horrible. It's and maybe 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 you're right. Maybe when John Regan suggested this, maybe he's like Ace. This song is fucking horrific. Let's turn <laughs> let's let's turn it into a kick ass rock song with I'm the band sure that we have. New York Groove wasn't t- as good as what he did it to it. Right? New York Groove. Every new every version of New York Groove sucks, including Ace's version. <laughs> oh no, come on. <laughs> But All right, let, hey, let's, listen, before we what? move on, don't bring me down's a good song. Oh god, that's oh. down. Oh <laughs> it's fucking horrible. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? That's horrible. Like that's 
song. I can't wait for you to take the a beating. The video's even funnier. Terrible. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Ooh, I'm a stud. Five card stud. I'm just going to say, holy shit. I wish I had learned about this song before. This song fucking kills. What an awesome, awesome song. Everything about this song, the, the music, the bridge to the chorus, Ace's voice. Oh, I, I, I just, I fucking love this song. It is, it is a, an absolute killer of a song. And I'm surprised it wasn't like a big hit for that era um it it's it, a killer song all around top to bottom I've, I've 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 since we've been like getting ready for this album review i find the song just stuck in my head i just i love it i love it they call me rubberneck oh really yeah <laughs> so um five cards written by ace and mark ferrari guitarist from <laughs> Oh God! Don't ask me because I know the Keel. name. Of the t- that's what I thought. Yes. Okay. I'm escape- I'm like, oh shit. Cars from Keel. Uh, this song rocks. Absolutely rocks. rocks. Yep. It's like Ace's, like the rock and roll version of the Gambler. Uh, oh yeah, the ly- the lyrics all about are fucking gambling. awesome. Yep. Like I thought he'd make it more of an analogy about like love or sex or something like that, but it's really about card playing. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. I'm the five I, I mean, card. He's stud. not clever enough to do it to that way, but it's all about card playing. The solo is great. Yep. The lyrics a little corny. The yeah. Vocals are so good. I can't believe he does such a good job on them. And yep. the drums are kick ass. Oh my god. Anton Fig freaking destroys it on this song. But it's funny. I love. I got to give Ace credit how he continually takes advantage of the fact that his name is Ace, and he always brings it back to like <laughs> gambling and cards. You know, like it's like this. Like I, I love it. I love it. Because I'm a ladies' man. I used to be the ace. I hooked up all my friends. You know, and that that you know he, he's gonna have to play without an ace in his dick. Like <laughs> like shit like that. I love it. It's just so cheesy, but good for him. All right. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Uh, let's do hot in the shade again.
So Hide Your Heart, there's a big story about this song. We'll get into it. But just talking about this version of it. When I hear this song, this is what I think of. So when we graduated college, we would go out a lot on the weekends. We'd go to like different bars and see like cover bands and be like, you know, oh, this is great. You know, who cares? I got a bucket of beers in my hand, whatever. This sounds like a average to mediocre bar band trying to cover a Kiss song because... Paul is so spectacular vocally on the Kiss version that I almost feel bad for Ace trying to do this on his album. And we know this, we're going to get into the story behind it, but I just think you, you can't listen to this after having heard the Kiss version with Paul's vocals. It's just, it, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. All right. The song was written by Desmond Child, Paul Stanley, and Holly Knight. We obviously covered it yep. on the hot in the sh- hot. Hot for the shade. <laughs> Crazy from the heat album. Yeah. <laughs> album cover, album titles and song titles lately. Hot in the shade. Uh, guys, go listen to our Hot in the Shade review. It is one of the best we've ever done. Hide your heart. I, I agree with you completely. Before we get into the background stuff, we'll get into that afterwards. It sounds like a more stripped down, a rock and roll band playing a good version of this song. Yeah. It's a very good version. It's okay. Again, if I never heard the Kiss version and I heard this song, I'd be like, wow, this is a pretty well-written song. Wow, Ace did this? Wow, this yeah. is pretty good. Yep. Really good. I would love it. But I know the Paul song and the Kiss song is so fatigued in my head. And other than it being a little bit stripped down, a little bit more raw, and obviously the vocals, but Ace does a good job on the vocals. It's not like, oh my God, is this David Lee Roth trying to sing Paul Stanley in his prime? No, it's Ace does a pretty decent job. It's you, you're right, a bar band doing this. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Bruce's solo was way better than this. I don't oh, know. Absolutely. People, oh, God, I heard absolutely. Other people say like, oh yeah, Ace does a good job, but the space no. is way better. The guitar is so much better than Bruce's. No way. No. no. Bruce's I, is better. The totally solo is way you. better. This go listen to the solo. And again, it's not the like the stuff. It's the feel that Bruce does on that. It's way better than what Ace did on this. There's yeah. no feeling to it. Yep. It's again, like I said, raw. It, 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 they do a very good job on this. I like it. I just don't know if there was a need for this, but I like it. Yeah. Well, speaking of the need for it, do you want to get into the a little bit of the back? Okay. So, so, so the the song was written in 1987 for Crazy Nights, and it was quote unquote rejected for the album. So Paul offered the song to other to other people. For example, Bonnie Tyler, who I know you're going to laugh at me. Her fucking her version of this is awesome. 
I mean, I it's love like Ryan Tyler. I that's what I'm since. Okay, I love per- it. I, perfect. Her voice is insane. Exactly, and she she, she she rips on this on this song. By the way, did you know that John Regan played on that version? I did not. That's good trivia. So that's kind of another hint that yeah. brought it back to this. Yeah. Case. So so 1989 when this song came out, Molly Hatchet did a version of this, which is not good. Ace did a version of this. Kiss did the version of it. So there's a story here that apparently Kiss and Ace did not know that each other were putting this song together for their album. I don't know how much I believe that, but that's the story. And reportedly, Gene called Ace and said, hey, our album is supposed to be dropping four days after yours. We have this song. We're going to release it as our single. You know, what do you think about maybe taking it off of your album? Ace is like, fuck no. Then I don't know what you're talking about. I'm offended that you call. Fuck you. Of course. <laughs> so, you know, and Holly Knight was kind of soliciting the song to people. So that's why it's been kind of bastardized and seen everywhere and, and heard everywhere. So technically, you know, I mean, it's Paul's and Desmond's but song. You but, get Paul. Right. You use an outside songwriter. She exactly. wants credits. Why not? Yep. Fucking yeah. I want a million people to make a hit out of my song. What do I exactly. give a fuck? Exactly. So, yeah. Too bad. And yep. I know, like, I could totally picture Gene. I know my conscience is clear. I told him not to do the song. And then say, well, fuck off. I'm fucking playing it. But that being said, Kiss's version took off. And Ace's version, people are like, oh, that's terrible. You so they put it as the solo, I mean, as the single and all that to fuck Ace over to. <laughs> no, no. I, I just, I think it's probably the, I think it was one of the most single ready radio f- s- songs on the out, especially with Paul and Bruce There's doing a couple it. different words that he changes a little in the yeah. song. You know? Yeah. I, yep. I yep. thought it's, I thought it was liars and kiss song. And and then he says, guys. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I picked his. up on that, but, and I think Peter, Peter, Peter. <laughs> I was just going to say that <laughs> sings background on this as well. Yeah. Yep. It's one of the so many songs he sings background on. But Peter yes. sings background on this one. This yep. Okay. So, yeah. So we both uh, like this version. Just, you know, it is what it is. Right. Uh, ready to get lost? Let's go.
So Lost in Limbo. So this song, this is one of those songs. Uh, the riff, the kind of the groove of the song, I think is terrific. Repeal and replace with something terrific. And the song rips. But then the chorus kicks in and I'm like, yeah, I think the chorus gets a little lazy. Um, but I like the song. I think it continues the trend of just killer hard rock riffs that don't get. We said this already, but it it's not very hair metalish. I think Ace did a really good job of kind of making a rock album. This is a it's a go to song for me on this. I, I think the chorus could have done a little bit of work, had a little bit of help. Okay, so one of the things that I I would say on this is this song. I'm like, why do I know this song? What does this sound like? And tell me if you know and you can recognize it. This song sounds like Tommy's Out of This World. The chorus does. Is that what you're referring to pretty uh, much? Or the, the, no, riff. The, 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 the riff? The riff. Okay. Yeah. Listen to Out of This World and listen to Lost in Limbo. The, the whole lost, lost in Limbo is not. I'll take okay. you out okay. of this world. Of the okay. Now, yeah, different see, chorus. Yeah. The, 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 the verses and all the, 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 the riff is the same. Um, so I fucking think Ace, if he caught wind of it, is like, hey, what the fuck? You're ripping off my own song. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. You know, and that's why I, I wouldn't be surprised. Tommy's in a cover band. Tommy's covering all Ace stuff. Why wouldn't Tommy know this song? And Absolutely. And around, he thinks of a song later on. He Everybody steals a little from here and there. Pick up the riff. Okay. Uh, the other thing about this, I like the solo on this song. He does this on this song. He has the happy and sad and the good and bad. Oh, the lyrics oh, terrible. It's like fucking torpedo it's girl. Fucking two, sides two sides of the coin. Of the coin yeah, two sides over. of the coin. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Sad and glad. Like, dude, yep. this, this is like, I will teach you how to write a song. Come to Gene Simmons and get the vault. And me and you will write a song together. Dude, you're grabbing a stranger off the street and you're going to put him on a fucking song and I'm going to want to listen to that song. How fucking awful is that? Like, this not is the good. shit he was pitching. So good. that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking this sounds like. Yep. Gene Simmons production. Yeah, the lyrics are pretty goddamn awful. Oh, uh, yeah. Brutal. But song is decent. It's yep. decent. Yep, it is. All right. <laughs> Ready? Yep. Let's go to the next one. So the title track, Trouble Walking. Couple of things with this song. Another song with a killer riff, killer music. The music's, again, I'm going to just keep saying this. Those gang vocals are fucking horrible. So late 80s cheese. 
the, you know, I had trouble walking. I was like, whoa, whoa, I'm like, oh, it's, and again, I know it's of the time listening to it in 2020. It's a lot easier to judge it. It came out in 89. I like the song a lot, but I, the chorus is a, again, at the chorus eight, somebody, Ace needs help writing choruses that in this, well, he didn't another... write the song. So that helps. Okay. All right. So, all right. But uh, Written by I think Bill I... Ray and Phil Brown. Bill Ray, I guess, wrote some songs for Trickster, including One in a Million. Okay. All right. Peter's on this one as well. Yes. Yep. The- yep. This is fucking awful. Tell me what's awful. What, what is, what is first awful? First of all, I, I, all I, think, I have had trouble tr- walking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not I am trouble walking. It's I have trouble walking. Right. That's how I think of it. Yeah. Every mother's nightmare. Why? Are you fucking... Playboy Ace, like, yes. legit, like that's it's another you. settle down, settle down again, Ace. <laughs> yeah, that's not you. Oh, oh, here comes trouble walking. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just so it silly, silly, silly. It is, it is. But again, it's eighty nine. And but again, the music, the the riff and the drums make up for the some of the silliness to me. Um. Sandy Slavin plays the drums on this one, not um, Anton Fig. Anton Fig. Okay. It's the only one that he plays on. And then Ace is laughing at the end of the song. Oh, yeah. I don't know. This is just, I have Had trouble, trouble walking. walking. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> we get it. Oh, it's just, it's one of those things like, I can totally picture some guy at the fucking record company going, dude, what the fuck? Oh, oh no, no, no. And no. then and Stuart going, no, this is Ace Freely from Kiss. And some guy going, listening to Trouble Walking the Song going, dude, this song sucks. What the fuck are we keeping this guy on this record? Label? No, 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 no. They saved that for the next song. Let's go. to die holy fuck is this song awful <laughs> that tribal beat with a little yeah. 
bad boys are running. All right, uh, look, enough. The, the, the gang vocals, the spoken word. It, this is like some horrible theme to some 80s, like renegade TV show. The fucking song is a joke. Nothing is good about this song. Nothing is good about this song. Richie Scarlett, if, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that him with the vocals in the back? His voice sounds terrific. His voice sounds great. So this is Richie Scarlett singing this song. You know that, right? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I think thought you he said his background in the background. No, no, I'm, this isn't singing. No, no, no. I, what I meant was like the, I meant like the background, like the gang vocals, but when he's singing his, I think his voice, he's got like a great rock voice, but, but the beat and the, you know, bad boys are like, oh, just no, no. Written by Ace Frehley and Richie Scarlett. Richie Scarlett sings this song. Kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I think the wreck the record executives didn't listen to fucking Eddie Trunk and he's like, this is it. He probably said, Hey, hey, hey Eddie, tell your friend to kiss his fucking record contract contract goodbye. This shit is horrible. Brutal. Brutal. Um yeah, I am tired of all these bands with these corny things like the like White Snake did bad boys and then yep. bad boys running wild oh i'm we're bad boys yeah <laughs> no you're not you are not at all <laughs> why who we're gonna get wild in the streets was that bon jovi too that was bon that was bon jovi oh, they, oh the boys are back in town oh they are <laughs> Did you, oh, oh boys are gonna town? rock <laughs> boys are gonna <laughs> rock like people in the street like wild boys in the street what, so what, what are they doing backflips what are they doing stupid <laughs> fucking backflips <laughs> they do some juggling they throw some fire bombs in the air what do you do backflips you jump up there in a silly suit what do you do what the fuck are they doing uh, it's not that kind of party no we're not doing that here Anyways, the 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 vocals are very similar. Richie Scarlett and Ace have a very similar voice. It's just the guitar solo is pretty good and stuff, but it's not. How can I explain this? It's not very Try. melodic. <laughs> it's not a melodic song, it, it, and it's not a like a melodic eighty song. It's just bad boys are coming. What? It's but it's of the era though. It's eighty nine. It's that like you know. It's that like oh, you kiss you trying to be a by. Oh. Yeah, and then at the and then at the end he just drops like an f bomb. Like oh, now you really mean it. Oh, oh, you're a rebel. Oh, and Peter's obviously doing the background on this one as well. So yeah, so Ace had to kiss his record contract goodbye after this song. Oh my god. Um, yeah, not let's not good. Let's move on to the next one. Let's go back to school, Tom.
back to school. Awesome riff, fun song, hilariously cheesy fucking vocal. I mean, I got to give credit to fucking Ace. Just, just really. I mean, this could have been like a like a horribly cheesy Kiss song. Um, and you get those screaming background vocals every time. You know, every time Ace is singing something. I believe that's Richie Scarlet again. But um, I like the riff. I like the music. You know, the lyrics are what it is. It's eighty nine. It's Ace. It's a it's it's a fun song. Settle down with those background screaming vocals, though. All right. So back to school written by Ace and John Regan. Yep. I had the same thing, Tom. A fun song. Decent solo. I liked it. Um, so this has got all the uh, this is the one that has Peter, the Skid Row guys, Sebastian Bach, Dave Snake, Snake. Sabo, Rachel Bolin. One thing I gotta add, it's like that's a big hair metal kind of thing. Someone would have a nickname. Do I oh, need Snake. to know that's your nickname? Who like Snake hockey players Snake. have hockey teams have like team guys' nicknames or baseball players when they when they interview somebody and they'll be like, Yeah, yeah, Sully did this and Mitchie did this and yep. dude, I don't need to know that's your like just put your name on the fucking album. Like who, the who nifty who nifty? We're <laughs> 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 like docking. Wild Mick. I'm so embarrassed <laughs> yeah, I, for you. I know your fucking name on your albums is Wild Mick Brown. Oh, you wild! <laughs> like he's wild so, in the streets. <laughs> Bad boys so are running. Embarrassing and yeah. so fucking awful. I know. Anyways, also a guy named Al DePancio. No, Al Fritch. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Yeah. yeah. What do you want? DePancio. Pat Summers, not to be mistaken for Pat Summerall. And of course, everybody's favorite, Pepe Castro. Pepperoni or Pepe Castro? Yes, sings on this yeah i like the song tom actually this is a kind of a sleeper for me i like it i love the fucking sebastian bach screeching in in the chorus i love it i think yeah. it's awesome oh that is sebastian bach i said richie scarlet that was my mistake i saw no, no, that's sebastian bach yeah Holy right 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 hell. okay that's him screeching that that's fucking awesome i yeah. look for that in the song so that's why yeah, I, I actually really like that yeah, anyway, it's, it's all right. It's a little bit of settle down with that, but whatever. Let's go to the next one. Hey, good evening at the club. Friends, and I can friends. All right. 
This is "Remember Me," a blues track, and th- this this is an example of 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 a of an album trying to land with a thud because this is there's fucking no need for this. I don't want to hear Ace do this, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I don't like this kind of music. You know, whatever I can listen to this kind of stuff every once in a while. It's just this album is kicking so much ass so far that you put this on here and it's just like, ah, come on. You could have given us something else. I, I just, just not a fan of this at all. Written by Ace and a guy named Carter Cathcart. I don't know. Something like that. It's one of those, of course it's fucking Eddie Kramer fake live songs. Oh yeah. I think he thinks it's a leftover from a live two or something or a live one. Let yep. me make it sound like this is live. I don't know why you do that. What's the fucking point. It's obvious that songs aren't live, but I, Tom, I can't agree, disagree with you more. I can't believe he pulled this off. I think the song kicks ass. I think his vocals are fantastic. I love the blues guitar he does. I can't believe he pulled this off. There were so okay. many times that me and you did uh, when we talked about Bru- uh, Bob Kulik on Paul Stanley's album that we was like, oh, Ace can't do that. Ace can't do that. Holy fuck. I would never think he could pull this off. That's a fucking awesome job. I wish he, I, I mean, I honestly, I wish he would try this a little more often. Oh, it was boy. so surprisingly good. I okay. thought the vocals were hit on. The guitar is awesome. It's, it, it, it like, it gets me that guitar he's doing back and forth. I can sing. That's the ace solos I can go back to where I can hum it and sing it. And I know it. Dun, 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 dun. The like, solo's I, okay. The solo's okay. I just don't want to hear ace do blues. You know, listening to this blues music reminds me of my own trials and tribulations as a young guy. And uh, okay, all right, well, it. there you go. Uh, you know, he's not singing "Muddy Waters." Let's be honest. Well, he's trying to almost. <laughs> That's all okay. Right, so it's an Ace album. So we get break some mirrors here. Let's go.
So we got Fractured 3. I like how he keeps the, the Fractured theme going from his albums. Um, I know Zeus hates instrumentals. I love them. I love this one. It's a little bit, it's a, it's too long. There's no reason for it to be almost seven minutes long, but I'm a big fan of instrumentals. It's, I, I love the original Fractured Mirror on his 78 solo album. I'm not that familiar with the second one. I, I know it, but I really, I like this one. It's just a little bit too long, but I like that he always puts these on here. So I'm a, I'm a fan. I like the vibe. I like how the song kind of ebbs and flows and I, I'm a fan. Fractured three. Obviously this is an instrumental I like it, Tom. Uh, I'm a fan wow. of this instrumental. Okay. Wow. I like all his fractured. I think yeah. they're all good mood type of music. They I are. I listen to an instrumental. It's got to make sense. It's got to be something. Yeah. It, it's got to elicit some sort of a feeling. This puts you in a kind of like an eerie mood. Yes, they all uh, do. Sounds in the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, like a collective soul song. Okay. I like collective soul. Um, I could see yeah. that. What was the first big hit that they had? Shine. Shine. Sounds yep. like that a little bit. Yep. Okay. Um, I can see that. And I, I, I'm a fan. I I, I, wow. I like all his instrumentals, these ones. I I can't get into Ingwe Malmsteen's 50,000 solo. Oh, yeah. That's different. But that's, like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude? That's, that's, that's when you get into the. Stuff. That's when you get into like the almost like it turns into like the uh, like orchestral like he's just doing the finger tap and chaos. It's yeah, it's not it's different. Or, or and I like Ing- and I like I like Ingve, but you know he's different. Now, I could listen to the guitar solo of fucking Leonard Skinner doing Freebird, the middle yep. part of the so- like that solo. I could listen to that for fucking days. Yeah, that shit moves you. Yep. Or Hotel California's outro. I yep. can mo- that moves you. This moves me. I I can feel this, but it's got to be something decent, or you got to be saying something. So I, I agree. I think this is decent song. So okay. I, I was quite cool. happy. Good. So yeah, I like it. That is our uh, review of Trouble Walking, Tom. Yes. Overall, what do you have to say? What do you think? Well, this is funny because talk about evolving. So when we first decided this, I was like, okay, this is going to be. Ex- I was excited because like I really don't know much about this album. So I listen to it every time I go for a run or a walk or something. I always kind of put it on at first. I'm like, oof. I'm like, it, it, I don't know. It's weird. It just didn't hit me. And I remember texting Zeus. I'm like, ah, you know, we always try to save it and everything. But then after a while, like even today, I was listening to him like this fucking album kicks ass. Like there's a couple songs that are not as good, but I think the band sounds fucking killer. I think Ace just, I've said it, I said it before. I think he sounds great. I'm a fan of the album. I, 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 this is something that I will continue to listen to even after this episode for sure. I, I, I'm a fan. I like it a lot. Good. I enjoyed this album. So I knew of this. I, I knew the album. Uh, one of the reasons when we were like, which one should we do first? I know the I know the Fraley Comet albums better than this. Yeah, that I, it is I a good like album. A lot of the Fraley Comets uh, songs because I'm more of a melodic rock guy and I like a lot of the Todd songs to be honest with you, but I knew the song, this album was pretty good. So I want to kind of throw it for a loop. And I know uh, this is our good friend, Mr. Sonny Pooney loves this album. This yep. is his favorite Ace solo album. Absolutely. And, uh, I I thought maybe that might make it in your wheelhouse. If you're, cause I know you don't really listen to Ace solo albums much. I don't. I thought maybe this would work for you. It works. So let's, let's, let's go with that. Now, what we usually do is we rank these socks. Yep. All right. So you want to go first or I can go first? It's up to you. I'll go first. So okay. 
What is number nine? Well, I'm going to start with number 10 because there's oh. 10 songs on the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to just go right to number nine. <laughs> so number 10. Go ahead. We're going to say go something. No, All no, right, no, so no. Number, number 10 for me. I'm sorry. It's Remember Me. That bluesy what? shit. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't know. He doesn't stand for baloney. Nope. Oh, my God. You, first of all, it doesn't fit the album. It doesn't fit the album. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. My number 10. (laughs) I have trouble walking wow oh boy this is gonna be a good episode i love these uh, this is already oh. going to be good god damn okay not me uh okay go ahead number nine number for nine me. for you number nine for me is too young to die yep <sighs> fucking embarrassing number nine for me is too young to die all right uh number eight for me is fractured three Really? I was going to put it higher, but yeah, I don't know. I like it, though. Number eight for me, Lost in Limbo. Ooh. Number Number seven, yeah. Seven for me is Hide Your Heart. Really? I don't like it. I can't listen to it without hearing Paul's voice. I don't like it. I I don't like it. Yep. I I can't do it. I mean, you like the song, right? I love the song, but I just don't like this you version you hear him singing it it's a bad version i can't listen to this i i can't listen to it independently all i'm hearing is oh no paul's way better i just can't listen to it you know oh but, yeah all right so number seven for me uh my number seven is fractured three okay wow all right six number six for me is do ya <laughs> <laughs> I, love the place. I, I love this. This is great. This is great. Wow. Yep. Number six to me, back to school. Okay. Number five for me, these four and five went back and forth because they're kind of the same, but five for me is lost in limbo. Okay. Number five for me, shot full of rock. Wow. That's number five. Number four for me is back to school just for the music. The lyrics are embarrassing, but. Number four for me, hard your heart. Okay. Number three for me. Ah, had trouble walking. <laughs> I can't, I'll be honest with you. I can't get the fucking thing out of my head. The chorus. I know. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's like catchy. I know. It's making me almost want to change it, but forget it. Three. <laughs> Do ya? Oof. No. All right, number two, shot full of rock. Just not melodic at all. I, I, but I, I love I, the I soul. But that's why I, I, the song just rips. It's a good rocker. I love it. I know, but it's going to have a hook. It's going to have a chorus. It's got to have. doesn't have to. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Number but two just... for me is Remember Me. Oh, my God. What? Oh, yes. I love that. I fucking oh, love it. Number two? 250. 
Absolutely. Has there ever been a ranking where my last song is your second song? Holy shit. That, I, I can't remember that. Well, this is cool. We got the same number one. The number one song is obvious on this. I think if anybody if anybody picks anything other than five card stud for the number one song on this album, then you're not you're not paying attention to the album. This is easily the number one for me. Yeah, I have five card stud as well. Yep. Um, I think it's the best song on the album. However, he, I have to say something here. Go ahead. Five card stud is maybe the best song on the album, but it's not a. For me, it's not like anything close to like. A song that I can't miss I like it a lot And even Trouble Walking It's just ugh. But it's not that bad Right, right, right It's it's nothing like um, Some of the shit Ecstasy on Vinnie Vincent Invasion Oh god, no yeah, um, yeah. Or those other fucking stupid drum beats That he does on those albums yeah. So it's nothing horrendous like that and the middle stuff, honestly, I like. Remember me sticks out. I love the guitar. I love that guitar. Okay. Um, but like, do you down a lost in limbo? I could change that anytime and not even think of anything. Me too. Oh, do me you? too. Me too. Like, it doesn't make a difference to me. I don't have a big preference. I was like, how the fuck am I gonna pick these? Like, honestly, there's nothing that it's it. I just randomly kind of put this together. I'm not that passionate about the order. I like a lot of the songs. I like this album. It's a good album. Yeah. The it's thing just, I like, I the, think there's a lot of fives and sixes. There's not yeah. a lot of twos or threes on this album. I don't think there's anything's a three. I don't think trouble walking would be like a three to me. Or maybe it's a right. four or five, but right, right, right. The thing I like about I this, the, the thing I like about this album, it's it's kind of like it's like a stripped down, just ballsy like rock album. Maybe it's not melodic, but it's just, yeah. it's just you know what it means. It's just like a stripped down hard rock record. It's not hair metal, you know, but it's also not Metallica, you know. It's not Poison. It's just like a ballsy Ace record, and that's, I think that's why I that's like why it. I have uh, the blues thing just is different, and I really yeah like, no, I, I get it, I get it. Do you and hide your heart and, yep. and those are higher for me and back to school. Those yep. are more melodic than right, any of the right, other ones. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, five card side for both of us. Now we've done one other non kiss album and that was, um, Vinnie Vincent invasion. Let's do the covers. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's an invasion. I would rather look at fucking Vinnie Vincent's ass. probably. <laughs> Than Ace's face. I don't think Ace is ever going. To, well, who knows what the future holds? He doesn't but, look that bad here. No, now. he doesn't. He does. He doesn't. But I'm taking that all systems go cover over this one any yeah. day of the week. Any day Absolutely. of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I don't even know what the fuck this cover is. It's kind of no. weird. No, uh, it's, it is. So let's go to album itself. Yep. Which do you prefer, Vinnie Vincent Invasion All Systems Go or Ace Fraley Trouble Walking? Definitely all systems go. I like this album, but all systems go is just it, it's just an epic fucking album. That's going to be tough to beat that yeah. for me, at least. Um, that is by far the better album. than Yeah, Trouble. absolutely. And this yeah. isn't a bad album. This is a good album. Yep. I like this album. It's just not as good as that. No. So nope. Anyway, that is uh, Trouble Walking by Ace Fraley. We got through another album review. We did. So we did. We usually go to questions. What do we got? 
All right. So we got a question here from a big fan of the show, Mr. Scott Rifen. Excuse me if I'm not pronouncing that right, Scott, but that I'm saying it how it's spelt. <laughs> so his okay. question is, so he kind of phrases it like, what one item of Kiss merchandise or Kiss memorabilia or Kiss album do you regret buying? So he gives a couple of examples. So he goes, like he, he wrote, you know, Paul Stanley backstage pass book. He said, face the music was a triumph. This one read like a money grab. Then he says, um, Ace Frehley's Anomaly. Sorry, I hate it. I tried it. I hate it. So he's, he says, is there anything Kiss merchandise, book, album, you know, anything that you've ever bought that you're like, ugh, kind of a little disappointed in that. I kind of wish I didn't get that or whatever. You know okay. what I mean? There was nothing I would ever say that I bought of Kiss that I wouldn't want to have. Okay. So like, you know what I mean? Like I, because I want to have every single CD, I'll eventually want to have every single book. So, so anything, anything that... are better than others. Yeah. I would say, how, how, how about this? The easy thing for me to say is obviously Paul Stanley's book is the worst of all these books. I bought it. I'm upset that I wasted my time reading it because it was fucking awful. Um, and then I would maybe go into what, uh, you know, some of the compilations that suck. Do I really need Kiss Gold versus Kiss Millennium Experience? Whatever the fuck they are. Whatever the fuck you guys call it. Or Greater Kiss or whatever. You know, all the albums are that are overrated and stuff. The stuff that we already have the compilations for. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a tough one. Because, like, as a Kiss fan, you kind of know what you're buying. So, very rarely are you going to be, like, surprised by something. Although... I know it's kind of the easy way out. We're all agreeing on the same thing that that backstage pass book was just, that is not what I want to read when I'm buying a book by a kiss member. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't think of any CDs or any kind of compilations or anything that I, that I've got. Oh, I can I think like, the one thing I had once go ahead. I had the kiss crazy nights VHS. It was basically. Oh God. Brutal. Yeah. That was, it bad. was just the three videos. Like, that was bad. Oh, actually speaking of uh, one thing that I did get that was pretty shitty. It came out uh, during the Psycho Circus promo. They did that 3D VHS video set that came with yeah. 3D glasses. Yeah, it was bad. It was it was it was bad. But generally speaking, it's a great question, Scott. Thank you for sending it in. We always appreciate questions. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I think it's easy. I think most people would agree with that. Paul book as being probably the number one item. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Tom, you want me to go? Why don't I do it this time? Go ahead. People can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, YouTube. YouTube. Um, <laughs> you know, you can uh, all other places that you can get your podcast. You can find us. Uh, you name the podcast platform that you use, and if you can't find us on us, let us know. We will certainly put our podcast on there. But we're on everywhere. Uh, please. Interact with us on social media. We have the Instagram account. We have the Twitter account. We have the Facebook page. And we have the Facebook group. You, recently, we just started that group. Recently, we just moved that up to about 500 listeners. That's uh, right. Followers to the group page. Yep. People post stuff on there all the time. So it's interesting stuff. Please become a, a member of the Facebook group page. Uh, shout it out loud casters, I think is what it's called. Yep. Um, so you have those social media accounts. Please give us a 
uh, a review on iTunes, uh, on Podchaser, you can uh, podchaser.com. You can do it even on, you know, everything from Spotify, Stitcher. Give us a five star child review, you know. So we appreciate those. We read them online. Uh, this week we had a couple Podchaser five star reviews from Vaults Russ 78, Serial Man, just to name a few. Uh, and, you know, we have people that continuously give us those five star reviews. We have people that give us them on iTunes. We appreciate it. We read them and we thank you for them. And the best way to interact with us, and we do read these, are the emails. Uh, email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. If they're general, we will read them at the end. If they're episode specific, we will read them in the beginning, like we did earlier today, right? Absolutely. No, and, and uh, oh, go ahead, finish. No, and uh, lastly, uh, I was going to say we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family. And uh, with that, we if you listen to Pantheon, you'll find a bunch of different podcasts about you name it. Women in Rock, the band Weezer, bands that suck. Literally, there's rock a- stuff. Yep, and our so, buddy Mar- and our buddy Martin Popoff put out another great episode today on this Wednesday. So check that out for sure. Martin Popoff is on with us. So yeah, Pantheon Podcast is where the network that we belong to. So please support them. And then lastly, we are also with our brother at clicktshop.com. Click K with a K, uh, K L I C K T E E S H O P dot com. Click tshop.com that's where you can get all your shouted out loudcast merch you can get hats gloves fucking cups piss cups for all i know um whatever you want it's there pillowcases blankets beach towels you name it they have it ed also has a ton of original kiss like themed merch that he has out there take a look at them they're awesome stuff he has an exclusive deal with Eric Carr's family. So he's got a lot of Eric Carr specific merchandise that is fantastic. And Ed is a great guy. And a lot of our podcast brethren are also partnered with Ed. So if you like another podcast, you'll probably find their T-shirt on there. You can also buy theirs. So we always uh, respect our podcast friends in the community. And we hope that you guys will listen to them as much as you listen to us. And please visit Ed at clicktshop.com. Other than that, anything else you want to add? No, uh, just thank you, everybody, for constantly interacting with us. Um, you know, we love it. Send the emails. Interact with us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you know, we love it. You know, interact with that Facebook group. Post pictures, articles, videos, anything you want. Let's just uh, make it all one big happy kiss family. Yeah, I'd like a picture naked of me, please. Thank you, as Absolutely. always. And yep. we should be uh, doing a uh, a new live cast coming soon. Yep. Be on the lookout for that. We'll post it. You probably saw that we posted our new, our one from a couple weeks back where we did about Bob Kulik's passing and everything. We just did that. I uh, was able to get that and just put it on as an episode, just kind of like a bonus thing, not even a bonus. Just put it out there if anybody wants to listen to it. We're not making it part of our episode list. so But it's out there if you want to review it, and it's going to be on YouTube. So if you want to look at it, you can find it on our Facebook page or on YouTube. 
And that's our uh, live stream that we did on the night of Bob passing, Bob Kulik passing. And we talked for about two and a half hours, Tom, with our good friend, Sonny Pooney. And yep. what the hell did we talk about besides Bob? Oh my God, we talked about everything. We got into a nice argument about Van Halen. Then we talked about just, you name it, we talked about everything. So if you missed the Facebook video, check it out. If, you, uh, if you're looking for something, some little entertainment there, it's, uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and if you are uh, surprised that we went off topic, then uh, you really don't know us that well. <laughs> exactly, yes. So, Tom, at the end, you know what we usually do. Famous last words. Taste the hard rock candy guaranteed to melt in your mouth jump back now jim dandy east west north and south jim dandy oh settle okay, down jiminy cricket uh, <laughs> all right all right now i'm the teacher but i have no degree forget the rest I'll teach you biology. <laughs> Thank God you picked something from that song. Now. Oh, you're not just done. relax and you'll do your best. Concentrate and you'll pass the test. <laughs> that is <laughs> such r- ridiculous lyrics. It's great. I love it. I could have found many more. So oh, I know the entire song. Of other stuff Absolutely. Yep. Um, this was fun. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army. Thank you. Zeus, thanks, buddy. Thank you, everybody. We hope you had fun with this. Uh, Great album. Uh, So thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.